3: This is The Good Life. Food, wine, and all the good things of life. Now, here's the host of The Good Life, Guy Bauer. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to the program. How good is it that I get to meet up with you every Saturday? And what do you mean this is your first time? Hey, goodlifeguy.com. You can find out what upcoming programs are. There's a link to take you to live broadcasts if you're on the road and you want to listen through the interweb. And, of course, you go to At that link page, there's also a thing to listen to podcasts, and there's uh, over two years of programming that you enjoy. You can find it directly at knssradio.com, upper right-hand corner, podcast, arrow down, good life, and you're there. Now, I get so many great cookbooks, and it's always a challenge to decide which one do I want to talk about because I want to talk about most all of them. I'm a sucker for cookbooks or uh, cooking issues with stories Uh, it's so much more fun to learn about the cookbook author for example and where they live and how they grew up and why they're interested in food and then if you combine that with a love of a country a love of the country's people and your travel memories with your family and friends and the friends you made in that country it becomes something really special this book is that in spades. It's called Italy on a Plate, Travels, Memories, Menus by Susan Gravely. Susan is the founder of a, a company that brings magnificent Italian-made plates. Oh, it, that doesn't do justice. The company's called Vietri. Did I say that correctly, Susan?
0: You said it perfectly.
3: Well, I'm just... It's so pl- a pleasure to have you. When I got the PR from uh, my favorite PR gal, uh, Ms. Bachman, uh, I-, I was enamored. I-, I spent a good bit of time in northern Italy when I was in the military. And as we both know, it's a magnificent country, no matter what you're far north or far south, and so varied and different. But the th- one thing that is common in all of those sections of Italy, from the top to the bottom, is the friendliness and, uh, what's the word I want, the food-friendly, table-centric people of Italy. And uh, when I got the book and I started thumbing through, uh, man, you've just captured so much of that. Congratulations on a great book, Italy on a Plate. I'm sure you're going to get some awards for this. But before we talk about the book, let's talk about you, because you're in the book. It's you and your family and, and and the people you meet. And in addition to the great recipes and the beautiful pictures, uh, man, it's just there's so many good things to read. And, and you can pick a, a, a recipe, a menu item, provision up, and while it's cooking, you can sit back and read. So why don't you do me a favor? Take us way back. What got you interested in food? and then Italy and, and leading you to do what you did and being the big cheese, my words, the CEO and president of Vietri and, and bringing great products to America.
0: Well, guys, that was a wonderful introduction, and I really appreciate your time uh, that you're going to spend with me. Food. I'm a southerner, so I grew up with, everything being homemade, everything being delicious, a lot of fried food, a lot of baked goods, a lot of fresh vegetables. And my father was in tobacco, so we had lots of foreigners in their home. And as a child, I was allowed to stay at the dining table, listen to them, eat with them as long as I had good manners, and I said, yes, ma'am, and no, sir. So growing up, I was always curious about the world. We had an old-fashioned globe and my father would show where the guests were coming from in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. And it was always about the world being small and we only being a plane ticket or a phone call away. And I heard it over and over again. The trip to Italy was pretty amazing because it was a trip my mother and father had planned. And unfortunately, Daddy, after selling his company, had a massive heart attack and died at 60, way, way too early. And two years later, my mother invited my sister and me to take the trip that she and Daddy had planned. And we never said no to Mama. She was a beautiful traveler. She loved eating in different countries and exploring. So off we went. We went to Rome, then down to the Amalfi Coast and stayed at a hotel called Il San Pietro, a must go to in everyone's life um, after they've saved a lot of money to spend two nights. But it was a a hotel that mom had seen in either gourmet or an appetit, it was 1979, and she had held on to that article, and that's where we stayed. And there is where we walked into the dining room and saw peach-colored tablecloths with hand-painted plates, all different, with different color borders and animals and fruits and vegetables and flowers, and we thought, we have got to buy these for ourselves. What we did, however, is we hired a driver who spoke English and, of course, Italian. And my sister and I ended up spending three days going back and forth thinking, we need to buy this for ourselves. We need to buy it for our friends and family. Maybe we should open a retail store just sitting with a couple from New York in clothing manufacturing, George and Eileen Karp. And George said, you clearly love to design. You're not afraid. You should wholesale and distribute, and absolutely, that was the beginning of the atrium and how it got started.
3: Wow! You know, you're talking, and I was—I'm on the our story page, and watching yes. the plates go by as you're describing it, and then seeing you and your sister in the kitchen and making food, and 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 I get it, and I, and you know, it's. Every country's got something like that, but fortunately for you and for me, Italy has the table and food, and, and I look at the pictures of you and your family, and I hear those stories, and uh, somewhat different in context, but for the most part, the same. Our Our beginnings were anchored at the dinner table. I think for both of us, That's we exactly had that.
0: That's exactly right.
3: And, you know, the the parents uh back then did things that that we aspired to and the, and we we learned how to set the table and how important it is for presentation and to make people feel welcome and and i think no culture in our con- in our world today does it better than italian families uh and i think it's something that we here in america uh, ha- have lost more than we should have i think the world would be a better place if I
0: I agree with you. I I look at the table in so many ways as a metaphor, whether it's the real table or just gathering people together to talk about things, have a glass of wine, have something easy to eat or uh, an entire meal, but keeping it easy and keeping it simple, but enjoying each other and leaving that experience feeling better. You've met new people, you've tried delicious food, you've maybe been in the kitchen helping, and there's been some joking and wonderful wine, and, and it makes life a little better, doesn't it?
3: It does. So you guys come back from that trip in 1983, and you brought back some, some cookware, some of these beautiful plates and service items. Uh, that's nice, and a lot of people do that. But they don't start a business. And <laughs> it, and therein right. lies probably a story all its own. What in the world were you thinking? I mean, it, this is, first off, it's importing something that's breakable and that's artwork. Right. Uh, and that in itself is a challenge. You guys have been busy. Well, I, you
0: know, because... I, I'd grown up in a family where tobacco moved around the world. I didn't know how, but I knew it could be done. And I was the kind of child that liked to be a campaign manager or have a lemonade stand or be a brownie or Girl Scout or give a you know sermon at church. And I always knew that there was a, if you began. Whether you began in the center and moved both ways or began at the beginning or the end, you could figure things out if you ask a lot of questions. And living in eastern North Carolina where there were, you know, two hours away furniture manufacturers and we knew people that were importing other things, I Started asking questions. I carried a notebook around wherever I went. I still do after 40 years. <laughs> and started asking, "What was a freight forwarder? Where does the product? Where does the product come in? How does it look when it's packed, et cetera, et cetera?" And slowly, slowly, uh, we put the pieces together, and were able to bring in our first container on March the 11th, in 1984.
3: Wow, that was quick. Quick. Man. Well, uh, you know, uh, again, you're talking and I'm thumbing through the website. Folks, you need to go to the website, uh, V-I-E-T-R-I dot com. And don't just stop at the homepage. Go to the about page first. Watch the video and then start browsing. And uh, oh, my goodness, the amount of products that are available. And this was something interesting, Susan, that. In my readings about you and, and, and thumbing through the book, you know, most people you know, certainly of our generation are a little bit younger. Maybe, um, you know, they have a set of fine dishes and a set of everyday dishes. And, right. and they, you know, it's got to be the perfect match set and all that. And some of the best meals I ever had, whether they were in Italy or Turkey or in Central Europe, the plates all didn't match. In fact, if anything, That's they were
0: right, guy.
3: completely different. Yeah. And, and you, brought, right. you brought that.
0: Well, you know, we, I do believe that we were instrumental in the beginning of that mix and match mentality. And I think there were times in home furnishings that we brought in a color range that had an impact on the industry. But I think the biggest impact for me was just like yours. Being invited to have dinner and the plates were cracked and some were grandparents' plates and some were new, but it was the feeling of the food on those plates and sharing it with a lot of people. And, of course, we created new designs and we hoped people would buy a piece of the a but we always said it wasn't about a perfect table. It was about a loving table. And that we encourage people to use what they have and then add a few pieces of the poetry, continue to create the heritage and the history of their family and sit at the table and enjoy it.
3: Well, here, again, here I sit coming through the website, looking at all the different uh, options. I, I, I happen to be on the dinnerware section under the tabletop, and, uh, you know, we have the fancy china and the fancy set of silverware, and then we have the everyday stuff. And to me, the everyday stuff is quite functional, and it serves to bring great food to the table, and that's pretty much all I'm interested in. And then I start looking, and now I'm looking at not only some of these beautiful Hand painted plates and, and and envisioning the artist, and you can see some of that in the video and about us on page. But uh, so many different variations and things that uh, you haven't even thought of that you need the the holiday canopy plate. You know, Aww. I mean, so we we have a set of Christmas dishes, and guess how often they get used? Uh, you know. <laughs> Pretty, pretty cool stuff. Well, look, we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about Vietri. We'll funnel, uh, funnish, funnel our thoughts and uh, topics onto the book. Uh, I mentioned that we were going to fix a dish out of the book last night, Susan, and we found a pork tenderloin, but we didn't have any fresh rosemary, and I said, nah, it, we could use dried rosemary, and we have green peas, but... It wouldn't be the same if we didn't follow the recipe. And that's normally what my wife says, but we both decided we'd hold off and we'll do something tonight. But oh, uh, what fun. Italy on a Plate is the name of the book. Travels, memories, menus, it's all there with beautiful photography. And the best part is there's so many great stories, not just about the family, Susan's family, her sister and brother and mom and uh But about the people they met in Italy And uh, we'll touch on some of those We'll touch on a couple of the recipes Don't forget, we're going to give away a copy Not this break, another couple breaks down the road And oh, do I have a wine for you this week Uh, It's a blend It's called Zingari. It's 25% Syrah 25 Merlot 25 Sangio 25 Petit Verdot It's one of my favorites I haven't had the 2018 We'll open it and try it together I'm Guy Barrett. It's a good life. Quick break, and we're back with my guest, Susan Gravely, talking about Italy on a Plate.